Ladies and gentlemen, it's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. It's March 6, 2023, and this is Bachelor Rush Hour. Alrighty then, that's right, we are grooving it. How's everyone doing here on this fine Monday? To be honest, I'm recording this in the future. That's right, I'm recording this 16 hours ahead of you guys in a small island called Bali in Indonesia. That's right. I'm on my honeymoon. That's right. I'm making content on my honeymoon. How's the relationship going? Well, so good that my wife has let me make content for you guys. My mistress, that's the, the, the old Dave Neal's mistress is the Bachelor Rush Hour crowd. No, but uh, she's uh, nestled in bed after a long day of Italian food, and we are just getting started, folks. We are on day five of a 15-day honeymoon throughout some of the most beautiful beautiful parts of the world, uh, specifically Bali, but uh, we spent the first four days in the jungle. I'm going to get into it a little bit here, if you don't mind me, and I'm going to share a little bit about my uh, journey, but also uh, some other things that are going on in the Bachelor world, one of which is a possible breakup between Piper James and Brendan Moraes, one of my favorite couples. Of course, they were part of the great unfollowing uh, after they were caught on a hot mic discussing follower counts on Bachelor in Paradise 2022. Remember that? The good old days? Either way, Piper posted this very cryptic message that says it's a photo of Bre- uh, Brendan Moraes looks like kissing her dog, and it says, Ad Brendan is moving across the country and came by to say bye on the way because they're driving. Yes, I'm really sad and cried many times. No, I don't want to talk about it, as she posts on Instagram. And we don't know if this is the end of an era. Of course, um, we know the we know what a hard launch is, and people are calling this um, a hard exit. I think actually, or, or this is um, possibly the beginning of the end for their relationship. Maybe they're going long distance. Maybe she's going to be moving out west with him. I'm not really sure. But either way, they've had a fascinating relationship as they've gone from sort of uh, the it. Uh, you know, he was huge on Tasha's season, and she was a big name, and they were gorgeous. And then, you know, they kind of uh, were fed to the wolves on Bachelor in Paradise, and people really disliked the way he strung along and Natasha, and thought that he and, and maybe he did, maybe he played a game, and maybe he got burnt, as is. Reality TV, that's how the world works, right, folks? And speaking of other reality TV stars. Katie Thurston in a slight hot water. Not really, not really, but she was uh, posted on her Instagram story that she's at a wedding and she tagged Nate. Nate, of course, Michelle Young's ex. So I got the full uh, Instagram video if you want to watch it on my YouTube. I'm not going to jump into it, but of course, uh, it's slow season right now on Zach's season of The Bachelor. So people are looking at anything for that, um, that uh, sort of gossip meal, as it were, that desire that ever... Uh, never-ending quench of thirst we have to find uh, drama where there might not be any. And, of course, uh, I mean, would Michelle Young be upset that Katie Thurston... They're essentially just co-workers at this point. Yeah, sure, they're both bachelorettes, but what does Katie owe Michelle? She can't take a photo with her ex? You know what I mean? It's like, what are the rules? Uh, You know, we don't really know. It's the unwritten rules of the not just girl code, but bachelorette girl code. All right, let me know what you guys think. Is that something that uh, Katie 
lady should it should because it's like well you know it's it's one thing to see someone and hang out with them but it's another to post their Instagram story and tag it. My personal thoughts is it's not a big deal. But I tell you what, you know we're learning more about Susie and Clayton's relationship as they've broken up. We've learned recently about some other breakups, but one thing we still don't know about. Well, two things. One, how the fantasy suite date went for Rachel Reckia and Zach Shell Cross, but also what the hell went down with Nate and Michelle. We still don't know. Methinks we're getting closer to a solution. Methinks. I like to say me thinks. Me thinks that um, that uh, maybe there'll be enough casual uh, conversation on podcasts as they talk about their relationship. As they get over it, maybe they'll jockey for position to see like who was the victim of the scenario. But um, I th- I think we'll get some more information on that story soon. And uh, what else do we have in the Bachelor world? You know, that's pretty much it. I've got. Um, Two uh, pieces of content for you guys today that are from the YouTube channel. The first is the preview of tonight's episode of The Bachelor. And the second is Hannah Brown winning Special Forces, which, by the way, I didn't know if I was going to make a video about it because it's not that Hannah Brown's not interesting and it's not that special forces isn't interesting but i didn't really feel like the topic was there was no controversy and i think where we like to meddle it's in the he said she said it's in the what side are you on and i think with hannah brown we're all just happy for her that she was able to conquer some demons and win special forces but i'll tell you what i've got for you guys is i'm gonna end this episode with a live rendition of wonderful tonight the Eric Clapton song. Do I have that right? Uh, you look wonderful tonight. You know, oh geez, yeah, my voice. My voice does not sound wonderful tonight. But I'm going to end this podcast with that clip, and you can listen to this, you know, beautiful moment where a nice band here out in Bali sang us a nice song, so you can hear that. Uh, so stick around for the end for that. And yes, how's my trip going? Well, we're five days in. I still feel jet lagged. I don't know what it is. It's a. It was a rough ride. We. Uh, had a 16-hour flight from Los Angeles to Taipei, a five-hour layover, and then another six or seven-hour flight from Taipei to Indonesia. And the I'll be honest, the 16-hour flight was a piece of cake. Although my digestive system was a mess. Yeah, if you're if you're wondering what that means, you could probably figure it out. Uh, but we uh, sprung for the extra leg room. We had the emergency aisle seats, and I have to tell you, getting the extra leg room seats is nice. It costs money, but then they talk. Do you, you ever do this? They talk to you. Before the flight, they make you do some sort of like quick class where the flight attendant gives us orders. And like all of a sudden, I'm like, am I working right now? Did I pay an extra $400 to have a job on this plane? Because let me tell you something. If shit goes down, I don't know if I'm going to want to take orders from somebody. You know what I mean? Like maybe I'm just going to want to go out the exit first. You know, why do I have to assist others? These are questions I ask myself. I don't know the answer to it, folks. Uh, but either way, our flight was perfectly fine. I did not have to get um, sort of, uh, you know, uh, called into action, as it were, for this volunteer role of sitting exit row. Uh, but I was ready to serve at a moment's notice. Now we get to Bali and we have this amazing driver. He's fantastic. He takes us to our first hotel uh, that we stayed at for the first four nights. If you want to see video 
and photos of this hotel. I've got photos on Dave Neal's community page on Facebook, and also I've got a full video tour on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dave Neal. But we go to stay in the jungle, and they have long-tail monkeys, which I believe are pronounced macaques. Um, I could be pronouncing that wrong. Macaques. Um, either way, they are um, they are very well. They tell you this. They say the monkeys are not a big deal. They say don't worry about them. Uh, they're they're in the wild. No big deal. But then they also go don't make eye contact with them. And they go okay, fine, no big deal. And I'm starting to think maybe the monkeys are a bigger deal than people think. And sure enough, when we were heading back to our villa, my wife and I, we had a run-in with about a dozen monkeys, a little gang of old monkeys. And certainly, what did I do? Accidentally made eye contact with one of them. He starts chasing after us. Now, we didn't have any weapons on us to prevent us from utter demise. These things have fangs, folks. These They, they got the back molars, the front molars, they got the canines, they got the whole whole nine yards and this thing we had luckily we had a muffin we just threw a muffin at the thing we you know it was, it was either you give him a muffin or he's about to steal my passport you know what i mean and after that run in with the monkey we were we were able to get away and survive you know god willing but after the run in with the monkey I started uh, bringing a selfie stick with me. You know selfie sticks, the things you, you take photos with? Well, I have a very durable selfie stick. It's kind of like a monopod. It, uh, it's kind of like a fishing pole, really. And, and so what we ended up doing, no matter where we went, we were like, you have a selfie stick? We started bringing it to protect ourselves against these monkeys. And anyway, I posted on Dave Neal's community uh, some of the monkeys. They, now, they're going to look nice and cute. These are the babies and the, and the wives. But the monkey that came after me, he did this thing where I knew he meant business. He vacated his bowels. That's right. He looked at me. He, he, he squat down and he started peeing right in front. He just started peeing right in front of me and I was like oh this monkey's ready to fight and um, I didn't know what to do but um, I tell you what the noises we made or you know we, just, we started barking at it and you know you really resort to some tribal behavior and uh, no I understand we were in, on their territory uh, we were in the jungle but sure enough in the, this beautiful jungle you'll see the photos on the Facebook page um, we were staying there was a nice little pool side area and the monkeys came by and stole somebody's drinks I mean these things are just savages living their lives. Either way, we survived the jungle four days there. We've moved onto the beach. We just arrived today at the beach. So I don't have much to report yet from the beach, but at the end of this podcast, I will share with you guys the song that was sung for my wife and I, of course, on our honeymoon. We arrive at this resort and they did the they did that towel um, what's it called? It's like towel artwork where they make the towels look like doves. They made the towels and look on my Instagram story, D Neals, D N E A L Z to see this. They made the doves or, or the like page, like towel pigeons kissing each other and they laid rose petals around them and it said happy honeymoon. I'm just I'm just overwhelmed with all the love and support that a bunch of strangers are sharing with us on this trip. I hope you can hear it in my voice. We're so uh, so happy and relaxed to be out there. But I wanted to share that update with you guys, and we'll have more as the days go on with regards to how the trip in Indonesia is going. And we've also got episodes for you every afternoon this week. So don't forget to hit the follow, like button, share with your friends, and all that jazz. And let's get into our first story of the day. Here are several of the trailers for tonight's episode of The Bachelor. 
The heart wants one thing, but does the mind... I'm going to read your mind. Do you think you are the right person for Zach? Want another? You deserve the love I can't give you. This is not the last goodbye. I know it's going to get worse. How emo is he? You, you deserve love I can't give you. Well, you signed up for The Bachelor. You're supposed to give out love. And not to mention, I mean, how many women is he kissing and there's someone he can't find love for? Dig a little deep, Zach. You got this. Okay, so that's our first. Let's go uh, to the next one right here. You know, family joining is something that is beautiful. I do believe you marry the family, you know. So while you're not meeting my biological dad, you will meet the man who raised me. Sorry, I get so emotional talking about my family. Um, no, that's okay. Do you have any fears that like this is a lot for the family? I told myself I didn't want to bring someone back into their lives until I knew it was someone I truly saw a future with. I appreciate you opening up about all this. Yeah. And I don't take this lightly. I need to take... Um, some time away to just breathe. Yeah. I'm looking at my own self and looking at Brooklyn and asking myself, who am I to be in that house? Wow, coming up tonight on The Bachelor. So clearly that, I mean, again, I'm not an expert sleuth here, but it looks like Zach was wearing the same outfit in this trailer as the previous trailer when he said, you deserve love, I can't give you. Um, is is it uh, with regards to Brooklyn? And is he having a moment where he's about to dump Brooklyn? As we know, the show likes to do this thing where, you know, the, the, the there's this, I don't want to call it trauma dumping, but there's some heavy conversations that happen and then the lead just walks away after. Now, I'm sure there's more uh, that meets the eye that we didn't get to see here, but uh, it does make you wonder, is he going to dump Brooklyn after she sort of opened up? And let's see what Gabby has to say. How is everyone doing? Um, I don't know. I have um, weird spells of emotion. Me too. I think the hardest part for me is like, there's only so much I can do, and like, I don't know. I'm feeling very in my head and a little bit insecure. Just like, are my flaws gonna be too much? Is my perfectionism gonna be too much? He's somebody that I want to be with for my life, and so I need to express to Zach what I'm feeling. I've just been thinking about it all day and like my brain has like a million different things going on in it all the time and it's so hard for me to process everything. I've always struggled with it. Hey, I'm here. I'm following you. Do you want to understand me and like all the weirdness that goes on in my brain? If this is too much for Zach and he does not want to move forward with this relationship, I will be crushed. Coming up tonight on The Bachelor. I love that she said, is my perfectionism too much for him? That's like when you're in an interview and they're like, tell us your biggest flaw. And you're like, well, my biggest flaw is that I crush it. My biggest flaw is that I'm so good at work that you're going to run out. <laughs> that sounds like a very Trump answer. I'm so good at what I do. You're going to run out of things for me to do. I'm going to sign so many bills. You're going to need a new shoppy just to get new bills to be signed. There's going to be so many bills. They're all going to be fantastic. Um, my perfectionism is so good. You're going to need new words for what perfect is. I am the most perfect perfectionist you'll ever find. So I like Gabby. She's like, I've got some weirdness. Is he going to be okay with it? And normally when someone's like, oh, I'm weird, I'm always like, oh yeah, are you Deborah? But I got to tell you, Gabby's from Vermont. And if I've never met somebody that was normal in Vermont, let me tell you something. It's a weird batch of folk up there. 
It's a weird Ben and Jerry's eating, tie-dye shirt wearing, hippie hugging, six feet of snow in the winter, uh, maple syrup butt chugging in the summer. It's a weird crop they make up in Vermont. And I can say that. I'm from New England. I'm from Southern New England. Those northerners are pretty crazy. You think Maine people are weird? They call them maniacs. Vermonsters are a whole nother breed. I'm telling you, they're not even American. I don't know what they are. But if you're from Vermont and you're listening to this, let it be a warning to you. Look in the mirror. You're not you're crazy people. Okay. Either way, we like Abby. And if you're from Vermont, we like you too, but you are crazy. Okay. Um, and that, that's not armchair diagnosis from Dave. Oh, problematic Dave. Someone called me problematic. And I was like, you know, it would be problematic for me to tell you to go STFU because you need to take a long walk off a short pier is what I'm telling you. Okay. And speaking of crazy people here, we've got Hannah Brown, reality TV star, winner of Dancing with the Stars, Bachelorette, and Roll Tide, and Saviant, and she's got a new title under her belt, winner of Special Forces. Have a listen. Hannah Brown proved she could outlast, outwit, outplay, no wait, that's Survivor. She basically survived a grueling 12 days of a basic training type activities, which looked like a ton of fun, but don't get me wrong, there were some very scary things they had to do. Uh, they had to take a back dive out of a helicopter into the ocean. Beverly Mitchell did it, but she did it wrong. And, you know, Beverly Mitchell from 7th Heaven, and she uh, hurt her neck. And then there was people like Mike Piazza and um, uh, Anthony Scaramucci, uh, the old mooch, the guy who lasted three days as Trump's press secretary. Either way, Hannah Brown and Carly Lloyd were the winners. Uh, we're going to get into the story right now. I'm going to read a, a couple uh, paragraphs here for you. Share her interview on Fox and Friends and a few other uh, uh, interviews that she has done in the last couple days. The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Star winner Hannah Brown adds another reality title to her resume. Hannah Brown challenged herself as she's never done before on Special Forces World's Toughest Test. Now, mind you, and this is nothing against people that serve in the military. They're braver than I ever could be, and they put their life on their line, and I, I respect all that. But there is, and I shouldn't have said but, there is a sort of um, military-industrial complex aspect to this show where, you know, like the, the U.S. military spends a lot of money so that they can promote um, uh, getting people to recruit and join a volunteer army. Uh, they, they, they spend money on N at NFL football games and they do all the, you know, all of that. And this kind of has that feeling where it's like sort of the sort, uh, you know, all the, all the good aspects of, uh, you know, what is, what is good, which is people challenging themselves to reach new heights and all that. Now, of course, um, whether or not people should be going, uh, you know, uh, into the army, it will we'll put it this way. Uh, most people that, uh, get recruited to go into the different uh, branches of the military are recruited from lower income um, schools. And that has nothing to do with this story. I'm just on a tangent here to say that, you know, I don't think people should uh, get into the military because it'll pay for their college, or which, by the way, would be a social program. A lot of people don't like social democracy, but then they're also like in the military, and the military is a social, socially funded through our taxpayer dollars. You know, you got the point. All right. Um, she's always finding a way to piss people off. The point is what I'm trying to say is that um, there is a sort of like... Um, torture porn that exists uh, when people watch these types of shows like how badly can you uh, subject yourselves to pain but in this case 
It's uh, it, it's in pursuit of trying to see if you have what it takes in a world that is rather comfortable. We live in this first, first world society where a lot of the people on the show, what's very interesting is a lot of them, even the former athletes, they're millionaires. They've they've got a cushioned, uh, you know, like they haven't tested themselves in years, and it was a way for them to reinvigorate and reawaken the dragon. Well, Hannah Beast has a level of conviction as uh, as a former beauty queen and former bachelorette, where it's pretty impressive to see her not quit on herself when she really didn't need to. I mean, we saw other people quit on day two, day three, former Olympians and former Super Bowl, you know, whatever, you know, a lot of, a lot of people couldn't hack it. Hannah Brown did, so credit where it's due. What I'm trying to say is that it's probably not an accurate representation of what military life is actually like, but with all due respect to those that serve for our country and for others, um, you know, maybe maybe at least it shows an audience that uh, how tough it can be. Um, but when I say it's not like uh, actual serving, that's to give credit to the military members who put their life on the line, who you know serve overseas and whatnot. Uh, this is literally, they did this for 12 days or something like that. In the past, we've seen Hannah Brown all gussied up for her TV appearances on The Bachelorette and Dancing with the Stars, but for her return to reality TV after a more than three-year absence, she put elegance aside, getting down and dirty on Special Forces World's Toughest Test. And it paid off. Hannah and former professional soccer player Carly Lloyd walked away victorious as the winners of Special Forces, beating out the other 14 celebs who competed, including some very macho men. Now, of course, it wasn't like Hannah Brown was going toe-to-toe with Damian Mandola, former Patriot and Super Bowl winner Daniel, you know, or or Mike Piazza. It's you know, it was the challenges were designed in a way where you were sort of challenging yourself. A lot of them were like a pass fail challenge, and um, you know, which is good. It, it was nice um, uh, because if, if it was an arm wrestling contest, that's not a fair thing to do. You know what I mean? But it was like everyone was were, was forced to come out of their comfort zone. I have let fear win in the past, but I'm so much more confident. Hannah said at the conclusion of the finale, I'm just really proud to be standing. Here making it to the end, but I cannot wait to have a real shower and wash my hair. So the other the other uh, contestants, Danny Amendola, Mel B, Hannah Brown, Tyler, Florence, uh, Kate Gosling, Dwight Howard, Montel Jordan, Gus Kenworthy. You guys remember Gus Kenworthy was in Colton Underwood's show on Netflix. And I have to say, Gus Kenworthy did not come out looking good on this at all. I mean, let, let me know. What do you guys think? He, he kind of was like talking a lot of trash and he was a very prissy to use to use a strange word Ke- Gus Kenworthy came up very prissy on this show um, but either way Dr. Drew Pinsky had to leave early because I think uh, asthma or no he died dehydration Jamie Lynn Spears was an absolute mess but you know people you know they all had to deal with their inner demons um, she said I haven't been on a television in a while so anything that I was going to do moving forward I wanted it to be something that really makes sense of where I am in my life right now I have taken the time to work on myself and give myself time to really discover who I am and how I want to become better. Special Forces really aligned with that, so I was excited, but also, of course, terrified because I didn't know if I was really going to cut, I was, if I was really going to be cut out for it, and I really didn't uh, feel like I was cut out for it once I got there. Um, to, 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 so let's see what she had to say on Fox and Friends. She went on Fox and Friends, of course. She was uh, Special Forces, a Fox show, so Fox and Friends makes sense. Let's see what she had to say. Former Bachelorette and winner of Fox's brand new show. It's a hit show, Special Forces. Hannah Brown joins us now. Congratulations. Thank you, you so sur- much. You actually did survive. We're looking at you I know. Now. I'm here. <laughs> all, like, all in one piece. Yeah. Aren't you glad to be home? 
So glad. I mean, what did you say? You just want your bed? You just, no, I said I just shower yeah. and to wash my to hair. Wash your hair. <laughs> and I had to wash my hair like five times to get the sand out. <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It was just 24-7 discomfort. I think that was the toughest part about the whole thing. Really proud of myself, but was really excited to have a nice warm bed and feel clean again. Okay, okay so, so let me ask you on that point. What is your reaction? What is your reflection now? Because these special forces guys don't get the shower, don't get the bed. They go out to the battlefield. Like, do you have a different appreciation for the military now? Absolutely. That was one thing that I really took away from the experience. Um, just what these people, men and women, do to serve our country and the type of life that they have to live. Like, it really is an act of service for our country. And we are so blessed to have people to, to do that right. for us. By the way, I do want to say, you know, if there's any confusion out there, and I don't think there should be because you guys know my father fought in Vietnam, and there's a huge respect for our service members. The thing that I think we're allowed to be critical of is the people, politicians, that get us into senseless wars, that get us into regime change wars, that get us into wars because a country has oil and their dictator's bad. And it's like, are they really? You know, those types of things like that, where where uh, where our, our, our fathers, our brothers, our sons are used as chess pieces in a, uh, in, a, in a political war game where all the billionaires and the leaders are getting rich and wealthy off the, you know, the Dick Cheney's who you know, work for private military security groups and they're making tons of money or have investments in oil, you know, all that bullshit that exists out there. That's okay. It's okay for us to criticize that and leave room to uh, praise those that have fought for our country. Absolutely. And that was one thing they would tell us like true stories about what they've had to do. And they didn't show that as much on the show. But I wish they would have because that just gave me such a respect for the directing staff and for everyone that's in their same position. So when everything started, not many people probably were betting on you. You got Mike Piazza, you got uh, Dwight Howard's in there at the end. Danny Amendola, this still looks like he could play today or be special forces. You did this weird thing in the beginning. When you get nervous, you go, my problem is I smile. So they're screaming at you, trying to unnerve you, and you smile back. What was their reaction? Oh, they didn't like it. They did not <laughs> like it. They were like, well, are you smiling? I'm like, sorry, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't mean to. That was one of the things I knew I was going to struggle with. Um, but by the end, I wasn't smiling after that interrogation. I was so ready to be done. Um, but learning that I mean, you could we tell have that. you could tell though at the end that they really loved you and you had talked a lot about how your mom raised you and being raised in the south where you just are always positive and you smile mm -hmm. and you just get through it but that actually helped you really in the show absolutely i mean i think um the good and the bad that's happened in my life really actually helped prepare me to um, kind of found that that state where like I didn't have too high of highs or too low of lows. I just stayed really steady the whole time, and tried to find the positive outlook of everything. And I think that helped me. When did you do it? Uh, it was ten days long. Mm -hmm. uh, when were you actually done? And how long did you have to keep quiet? What how this thing? So this um, process started at the end of May into early June, so that week. Um, so it's been definitely a a long time and then it's kind of so comical to hear all this talking it's like yeah we'll just stay for 10 days you know but either way there's there, there she's on fox news and also let's see what our good friend zachary reality had to ask her i haven't watched this clip yet but he was of course at the red carpet for special forces and here's what he had to ask hannah brown 
Brown, uh, where do I even start with you? Uh, I'm so excited. I love The Bachelor for so long, but I'm excited to see you in a new environment. Yes, this is very different. Uh, there's still some like tears, but mm-hmm. also like some blood and sweat. But blood and sweat. Oh, this is intense. Yeah, really? but I am so excited for everybody yeah. to see it. It was such an amazing experience, but definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. Well, I'm saying like you've done pageants, you've done Dancing with the Stars, The Bachelor, you've competed in so many different ways, but this is very physical. So how do you prepare for that? Um, yeah, I, it, I was definitely a little apprehensive about doing this because I'm like, mm. I am not like an athlete. It's like, how do you prepare for grown men yelling at you? She's like, well, I called Jake Pavelka and pretended that I was his girlfriend. Okay, that's a nice throwback joke for you guys. As always, don't forget, like, follow, share, subscribe, rate, review, pass it along to your friends. Uh, You write it on the teacher's chalkboard. I don't care what you do, but share us and help the channel grow. I appreciate you all so much. And and as I mentioned before, I'm going to share with you this nice clip, some music that I heard tonight at the resort. Have a listen. Yes, my darling. 
you are my everyday. <laughs> you are my life. I wanna hold you every second. Every.